I, I won't keep you long, but I just have some things stirring in my heart. And I'm going to give you a little bit of probably what we're going to be getting into. But I have some prophetic things stirring in me for 2014. Um, I don't know if you remember, but last year, uh, the prophetic word for this year was about having a change of perspective and being like Nehemiah and God restoring things. And how many believe that he has restored this year? One of the things that the Lord significantly has done is prepared us as a body for what he's pouring out. And I feel like uh, this year that I feel like at the beginning of the year, let me say this, that one of the things God was doing was giving us a change of perspective and we learned that what the Lord gave us was that a change of perspective is the birthplace of initiative. See, when you see things the right way, it causes your heart to rise up and actually do something about it. It's like the difference between compassion um, and sympathy. See, I can be sympathetic, but I can still be sitting on my butt being sympathetic towards something. Uh, I, you, I guess you didn't hear what I just said. Are you guys awake this morning? I can be sympathetic and just sit and do nothing about it. But compassion moves me. And when I have compassion, I see with his eyes, which means I have God's heart for something or someone or a people or a city or a community. And something happens where it births initiative in us to actually bring change in the earth. And I want to talk to you this morning about it being a prophetic people. I, I just I have this word stirring in us. I feel like... Um, as a people, there's going to be some things that will take place this year. And, and I just want to use this word. We're going to call it acceleration. How many like acceleration? I'm, I don't know about you, but I love fast cars. I am a fast car type of person. I'm not an American muscle type of person. I don't love America. You guys know what American muscle is, right? Like, you know, Corvettes and Camaros. I like them. I mean, if they have a lot of horsepower, I like them for sure. But not like, I like import, I like BMWs, I like, I like the new BMWs, they're all turbo now, twin turbo, come on. Is there any men in the house that like horsepower? Any, okay, is there any women in the house that like to drive fast, fast? Okay, slow down, ladies. Y'all make me speak in tongues when you drive, woman of God. I'm not lying. There's a, every once in a while, Sunday, Rochelle, did you see that curb? Because it came out of nowhere, I know, but... I try to have an understanding to, I guess, the way she drives. But I, I feel like this year there's going to be an acceleration. And I love acceleration. I love when God accelerates exponentially. He multiplies something. And I want to I uh, read from Ezekiel 37 real quick. And I want to talk to you about the Valley of Dry Bones and, uh, and our perspective and what we are called to do this year. God is... is fashioning us individually and corporately to be a prophetic people. How many know what that means? That means you're a people that speak life and not death. That you're someone who brings encouragement and comfort. And you are someone that reveals the heart of God. We will be a church that reveals, listen, the heart of God to a city. Reveals the heart of God to a community. Reveals the heart of God to people that have no idea that God loves them. They don't even know what the love of God is. They don't even, they're still mad at God for something he didn't do. They're still mad at God because they think God is in control. Like everything that happens to me is will. And we can come and say, no, that wasn't God's will. Let me tell you what his will is. That's called demonstrating the kingdom of God. And this year there will be an acceleration, not just with 
Now I'm telling, I'm talking finances, every area of your life, ideas, creativity, inspiration, that the Lord will literally open the windows of heaven. And that doesn't just mean financial blessing, but that means all the blessings that come with grace. Inspiration, come on. Ideas, entrepreneurs, get ready for an amazing year. Dad, get ready for an amazing year. People, we're going to rise up and, and display the heart and the nature of who God is to our city. And as a church, let's take a hold of that. How many are already feeling that stirring right now? Come on. So let's read Ezekiel chapter 37. The devil tried to cut my mic off. It wasn't the devil, actually. It was us not getting batteries. So Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and sent me in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. So now Ezekiel's caught up, and God gives him a vision. And God is showing him something. And it says here in verse 2, Then he caused me to pass by all around, and behold... There were very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were very dry. Okay, so from different perspectives, God showed Ezekiel this valley, and it says that the valley was just full, and it says that there were uh, the bones of of these uh, corpses or these skeletons were very dry. So there's an emphasis that there were many and they were dry. Say that with me. Say, there are many and they are dry. Verse 3, and God asked him and said, Son of man, can these bones live? I love Ezekiel's answer. You can never go wrong with this answer, by the way. When God asks you something, Lord, you know. You can never go wrong with that. So when the Lord asks you a question, Lord, you know. But that's not the answer God was looking for. Amen? How many ever answer God that way in in a different way? Like, oh God, yeah, amen, your will be done. And God's like, but that's why I created you to go do my will. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Lord, you know the answer. That's a great answer, and that's a right answer. But then the Lord said to him, hear me. He said, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And then let me just read verses uh, 5 and on just for a moment here. So, he began to prophesy and he said, so the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you will live. Verse six, I will put uh, sinews on you and bring flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. So there's four things that happen um, that we see right there in verse six. It says, then you will know that I am the Lord. Verse seven. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And so I prophesied. There was a noise and a sudden rattling and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, I looked and sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Verse nine. And then he said, prophesy to prophesy that the, to the wind, O son of man, and say to the wind, thus says the Lord God, come forth four winds, breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. Now your translation may use the word breath and wind. It's actually interchangeable in the Hebrew. Ruah, it's wind, breath, and spirit in the Hebrew language. So it says in verse 10, 
he prophesied as he commanded him and breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army. And he said to me, son of man, these bones are the house of Israel. And they indeed say our bones are dry. Our hope is lost and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you'll know that I am the Lord and I've opened up your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit within you and you will live and I will place you in your own land and then you'll know that I am the Lord and I've spoken and I have performed it, says the Lord. Can you shout out amen? I believe this is a year that will go from a change of perspective to prophesying to dry bones. Now, I want to talk about this for a minute because this is something that you've, many of you have probably heard my heart in this area, what I'm about to say, um, but I, I want to camp on it for a minute because I believe that, uh, that we have to learn really what the prophetic nature, what the, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. The Bible says the spirit of the prophecy, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. So when we are prophesying, we're releasing Jesus. Now, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. When you prophesy, your words are actually filled with spiritual substance, love, hope, life. Now, when you, when you uh, speak ill or you speak corrupt words, they're full of other things. So I want to talk to you about what does it mean to prophesy? First of all, you don't have to say, thus says the Lord to prophesy. What do you, I don't want to know, Pastor Zach, we're going to be prophetic people. I can't prophesy. I, I don't know how to say that kind of stuff. Listen, if you bring encouragement and comfort to people, you're prophesying. If you're sharing God's heart with someone, you're saying, hey, this is what God says about your situation. You're prophesying. You don't have to change your voice and say, thus says the Lord and have a tongue and then interpretation to do all that stuff. You don't need to do that. You just need to share God's heart with someone to the best of your ability. But I want to talk about this for a minute because Ezekiel's taken and, and he has a different perspective. And immediately he sees that there's a ton of skeletons and the bones are dry. In other words, it looks hopeless. In other words, that's why he answered in verse 3, Lord, you know the answer to that question. Can these bones live? Lord, you know. Like, you know, we think about our current situation in the earth. If we just watch TV, we think, oh, Lord, the earth's going to hell in a handbasket. The earth's going to hell with gasoline draws on. Lord Jesus, help us. But that's the wrong perspective. Hello? That's the perspective that the enemy wants you to have because that's not reality, by the way. What, what do you mean, Pastor Zach? Well, let me, just, let me just give you a little understanding right now what's happening in the world. The, the born-again rate is four times the birth rate in the earth. If this continues, the whole earth is going to be converted by probably the next 15 years. That's, that's reality. Did you know that? There's a few people that get it. But the kingdom of God is advancing. Guess what? Statistically, things are actually getting better. Well, I just wish it was like the good old days. It was worse in the 1800s, people. It was worse in the early 1900s. There's less disease. Come on. There's less abortion. Did you know that? 
Listen, we've got to get the right perspective. Now, here's the thing. When God shows us something, what is our response? Well, it's good to say, Lord, you know, but then you've got to do what he says, which is to prophesy, which is to what? Speak life. Here's what I want to say to you. Don't look at the skeletons and just start talking about how ugly they are. I feel like what needs to be rid out of the community of the body of Christ and what God is sifting out of our community, thankfully, is the bride bashing spirit. The spirit that loves talking about church and negatively criticizing the body of Christ. I cannot stand it. And I'm done with it. And this will be a year that we speak life to the church. We don't sit there and criticize, look at all these skeletons in the valley. They're all just dry bones. Look at them. Skeletons. What is this? Halloween? The church. Look at the church. She's just, no one's doing discipleship. Nobody's doing discipleship. Well, are you doing discipleship? Well, look at the body of Christ. And your whole family's out of order, so you need to shut your mouth. Listen, it starts in the home. It starts in your marriage. It starts with your children. It starts with the people we're in covenant with. And if you're going to speak ill of the body of Christ, then you're missing this. You're missing the heart of God for his bride. Jesus loves his bride. God forbid you go to a wedding and the bride walks in and everyone stands in honor, right? Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Here comes, I love weddings. I love weddings. I love going to, invite me to your wedding, please. We'll marry you. Some people are getting married recently. I I love weddings because I just fall in love with my wife all over again. But I love weddings. But can you imagine walking into a wedding and, and sitting down and here comes the bride and the bride, the beautiful bride, right? The, the veiled bride. She's so beautiful. She walks in. Everyone just, oh, she's just, all the ladies are crying. She's beautiful. Can you imagine if everyone stayed in their seats and just started booing her and saying, oh, come on. She's a slut. Dressed in white. She's not a virgin. Come on. That's what we do when we speak ill of the bride of Christ. And God wants us to rise up with initiative because we have another perspective and say, these bones are dry and it may look hopeless, but I've been commanded to speak life. So that's what I'm going to do. And it may take a little bit of time. And it may start with a little rattling, but I know eventually it will be an army of the living God. That's a prophetic people. Because I don't have no time to speak ill of the body of Christ. I ain't got no time for that. Come on. Little Sweet Brown said it about the fire. She's coming out. I don't got, I got bronchitis. I ain't got no time for that. I don't have no time to bride bash. I don't have time, come on, for division. I don't have time for gossip. I don't have time for the spirit of offense. I don't have time for old wineskins. I don't have time for the spirit of religion and tradition. You know what I do have time for? I got time to advance the kingdom of God. I've got time to raise the dead. I've got time to cleanse the lepers. Freely you have received, now freely give. That's the prophetic word for this year. Whatever we put time into is what we value. 
What are you valuing? Are you vowing this discord and meeting with people that like to sow discord? Well, then that's the spirit that you're drinking of. You better watch what you drink because you digest it. It goes into your system. It, it will pollute you. It poisons you. And the Lord is, is trying to shake us up a little bit for this year and say, listen, I want you to be a prophetic people. Ephesians 4.29 says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, only that which is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Charis, the grace, the divine empowerment of God. Listen, let me just, a little side note. Grace is not a cushion for you to fall on when you sin. That's mercy. Now, it's all encompassed in grace, but grace is empowerment to be obedient and free from sin. So your word should be empowering and liberating people, not binding them. And if I'm dishonoring with my words, I'm binding them. Well, you're just that same old person I married 27 years ago. If there's anyone here that's been married that long, I'm not talking about you. We speak in our marriages, you know, like we just condescend one another instead of you're beautiful. I love you. You're amazing and speak life. God wants us to see his people the way he sees them. God wants us, listen, I don't got time to lose my identity in an argument. Come on. Or, or think that I'm somebody that I'm not. I, I've got to rise up in who Jesus made me. This is going to be a year that we, we uh, redeem identity of God's people. Like we teach people really who they are in Christ. And that, that also includes that the old man is dead. You can say amen right there. Thank God for that. Some of y'all, some of y'all's old man was nasty. Nasty. Some of us, like, we keep, our theology keeps our old man in the closet. We like to pull him out every once in a while. Like he's frozen, this frozen corpse. He died in Christ. What Jesus did was more than, he said, it is finished. That part of, of what Jesus was doing, that we were crucified with Christ, past tense. So we got to learn who we are. And when we learn who we are, we speak life, not death. And we got to watch the wells that we drink from. Hear me this morning. I don't got no time for all that stuff. I've got, you know what? I've got to embrace what God has commanded me to do and I've got to run with it. This is being a prophetic people. This is a people that say, I see something that God calls something else. And I'm going to speak faith. I love what you were saying about faith explores the promises of God, John. When you are a people of faith and there's something in you that says, no, I'm going to bring change to this. You will rise up and you will explore what God has promised. You will reach into the spirit realm and you'll pull it and say, no, I want to see this come in reality. It happened, you know, a, a couple years ago, we began to make declarations against the spirit of pharmakia. Pharmacy is the word sorcery, but it's that spirit, the drugs and that seducing, that nasty spirit of drugs and, uh, you know, that just grips some of our young people and the methamphetamines is so rampant in, in, the, in our community in Henderson. And we began to declare, Lord Jesus, right now, we just call in the drug dealers. We call in all. The, listen, there are people that used to deal drugs that are a part of our church that are now saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit. We started making these declarations and a pimp and a prostitute are weeping at the altar and getting saved. Now they're married and now they have a baby and now they're doing fine and they go to church. Come on, somebody. And we got, we got sick and tired of the enemy taking young men and young women out by drug overdose and seeing this stuff happen and seeing a young girl um, literally on 
life support. Five different doctors said she's not going to make it. And we came in there. We said, no, we're so sick and tired. We looked at these dry bones and we said, no, this is not God's will. And we spoke life and she was raised up off her deathbed. This is what I'm talking about, that we need to start realizing what God has commanded us to do and begin to speak life. And it's not just to the dead, but it's also to the body of Christ. If we don't have, listen, my dad taught me this. His mom said, if you don't have nothing nice to say, then shut your mouth. I'm paraphrasing. It was a lot sweeter than that. If you have nothing nice to say, then don't say anything at all, right? My dad always taught me that. I was raised with that. Like, just shut up. Complaining is demon food. Did you know that? Stop feeding devils around your house. That's all I hear in people. Isn't this a great message this morning? Come on. Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown's parents sound like that. That's all I hear. I'm sorry. Did you say something? I, I, I didn't hear. I, different perspective. Yeah, the bones are dry. I know. I know that. I know the bones are dry. I mean, you know... Most of the time, that critical spirit comes from people that are critical of themselves, that don't know who they are. So instead of, of me saying like, oh, you know, you're, you're a bride basher, like learn who you are. That's not who you are. Weep for them. Bless them. I, you know, the Lord has, has done so much in our house this year, and I believe that we are being set up divinely for acceleration, for blessing. And I feel like the Lord wants me to impart this word to you so that you can realize what you're a part of. And I'm not just talking about our church because I believe, listen, and, I, and I'm not promote, I'm not a self-promoter, but I'm going to tell you something. We are a part of a house that the presence of God is priority. And if you feel connected to that, then get on board because we are going to see a greater move of the spirit than a hundred years ago in Azusa street. We're going to see such a move of God's spirit. Thousands. And listen, I'm prophesying this house, thousands upon thousands. They will come and just to be in the presence of God. They'll come to be healed of their terminal illnesses. Come on. The dead will come and say, you know what? I heard about these resurrections from the dead. Come on. Chris's dad was raised from the dead just a couple months ago. They're going to hear these stories and say, I want some of that. I know what I'm a part of and I'm praying that you get that but you also react the reality that I'm a part of the body of Christ and, and guess what the body of Christ is getting better and she's growing and there's yes it needs reformation yes there's division yeah the bones are dry but guess what there's a noise taking place I hear a rattling I hear I know that there's sinews and skin and breath entering them and it, the, I'm telling you there will be an army of God and the army is rising up so let it start with us you're a soldier so get up I know you've been knocked down I know some of you've been hurt by ministries but just let God heal those wounds and rise up, get away from all the poisonous garbage. Stop drinking from those wells of bitterness and offense. I ain't got no time for that. Come on. I do have time to advance the kingdom though. I do have time to do what God created me to do, which is to be a people of destiny, a person of destiny. Guess what? When you are a people of destiny, you look into other people's lives and you believe in them. And you say, you have a destiny for your life. God has a plan for you. 
I know it might not look like it right now because you're still struggling with an addiction or whatever, but you can speak to that destiny on them and you can call forth freedom into their life. People that have hurt you, you just don't know who you are. But guess what? You still have a destiny to believe in people, to get God's heart for them, and to even see the greater call that God has put on their life. And guess what? If you can manage your assignment, you can handle your destiny. So whatever assignment they have, speak into that. Bless that. Bless the body of Christ. Know what you're a part of. And let your heart be oriented at the way God sees things so that you can be a person that speaks life. I want to read one more verse to you, and then I'm going to let you go. Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. Actually, I'm going to read it in a different translation. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. You know, the Lord, uh, last year, we've been through so much beautiful transition. Um, and, and a lot of those, of that, the beauty of what God's done, it was ashes for a while. And, and I'm so thankful that we serve a God that takes our ashes and makes them beautiful. Come on. Uh, and maybe you feel like you're at a place like that right now or, you know, um, weeping is for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Maybe your heart is, is hurting. And, and I want to encourage you that, that joy is coming. And I feel like there's going to be such an acceleration and there's such, going to be such a synergy of life. And, and we're, not only are we going to see, because our church has grown, but not, we're going to see growth, but we're also going to be a people that just carry this message of joy and life. And also deep-rooted in, in our understanding of who God is so that we can really speak God's heart. I'm really excited about our school of theology this year and and everything that's happening. And I just, this is going to be a year we can really go deep and wide and we can grow deep and we can grow wide. And the thing that John was saying about the building, our building is almost like um, to us and we, we love what God's given us, but there is, there, there is that reality that when the, the, Doors open to the new building. There's going to be an increased measure of what God's doing. And so let's partner with that. Some of you may, uh, the Lord may lead you to, to give into the building fund. And uh, I, I mean, there's people that have land that's sitting around doing nothing. Maybe the Lord will say, hey, you need to sow that into the building fund. And, and so pray about that and ask the Lord. Say, okay, God, what, what do I need to do to orient my heart and speak life to these dry bones? But I want to read a verse to you right now, talking about a change of perspective. I'm going to read it to you in uh, the New Living Translation, Matthew chapter 13. And I'll read you, uh, I believe it's verse 33. Yes, 1333. Now I want to talk to you about, just for a moment, I just want to open my heart to you and let you know that, uh, that the Lord has, has really approved those that are among us. And, and you know, uh, Paul talks about this in first Corinthians, but Paul talks about like, you know, be careful who you're in harmony with. Remember that verse? We, we taught this to our STSL students, but he says, be careful who you're in harmony with and who you're bound with. And he talks about being bound with unbelievers. Like it's a, we got to love unbelievers, but we can't harmonize or get bound with them. And we have to be very careful, um, and make sure that, that, uh, uh, that our hearts and desires are not being affected 
by a certain company, right? It's where we get that saying, bad company corrupts good behavior. But Paul uses this illustration. He said, it's kind of like leaven. And he says, you got to get the leaven out because if you don't, it'll leaven the whole lump. It'll leaven, it'll affect the whole body. It'll affect your family. It'll affect everything. And listen, God preserves and protects the purity of his community and his people. You know that? And so we have to, we have to catch that. This is why, you know, you see these admonitions and I I don't know why I'm hanging on this. There isn't really any particular situation that I'm aware of. I think it's really prophetic, but I'm really hanging on this spirit of offense thing because uh, if we don't get rid of some, some of these offenses in our heart, we will not, uh, we will not participate in the greater glory because God won't manifest his presence uh, if it's going to affect us negatively. And it will if we don't get rid of that stuff in our heart. Are you hearing me this morning? Like unforgiveness, bitterness, you know, past hurts, church offenses, all that stuff. But this is why Paul says stuff like in Titus, if you, uh, listen, if there's a divisive person, warn them once, twice, the third time, say peace out, homie. Ain't got no time for that. I'm paraphrasing. He didn't really say that, but that's really what he meant. He said, the third time you just say no, because God preserves and protects the pureness of his community. And we have to do the same thing with boundaries. It's called boundaries, right? Like my marriage, my family, uh, my church, my church family. Um, and, And so our hearts are always open to people and we love recklessly, but we have healthy boundaries and, and we cannot allow our ears to be garbage cans for death. We cannot, listen, if our, if, we, if our ears are garbage cans for the offense or the wounds or the bitterness or the murmuring or any of that stuff, then it's in our hearts. Because no one will come to me and start gossiping about you because I won't let them. I, I just won't. If someone comes to me, they know better. My heart is not open to that. And so Paul uses this, and here, listen, I'm talking about the negative side first because I want you to get the positive side. The negative side is we got to watch out for the negative leaven. We have to be careful. Are you getting that? Amen? Say amen if you got it. Okay. Which means we have to guard our hearts with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. Now, here's what I want to read to you. I want to read you this. This is what you're a part of. You're a part. There is a holy leaven. There is a leaven that when Jesus was born, the king arrived. Guess what arrived with the king? The kingdom. And the kingdom is not coming at the imminent return of Jesus. The kingdom has been here for 2,000 years. The kingdom is, according to Daniel chapter 2, the rock cut out of the side of the mountain, not with human hands, that would come and fill the whole earth. What does that mean? It's, it's the rock, Jesus, not made with human hands. It was earth, but it wasn't human hands that did. In other words, he's fully God and fully man. The God man came and he entered into a manger. What arrived with him was the kingdom and the kingdom has been increasing. His government has been increasing according to Isaiah chapter nine for the last 2000 years. And that is the holy leaven that is filling the whole earth. And that's what you're a part of. Here's what I'm telling you to be. Don't be the funky leaven. Be the good leaven this year. Be a prophetic people that choose to speak life. Be a prophetic people that choose to look at the valley of dry bones and begin to declare, no, breath is entering you. I command sinews to be and skin to come on you and the bones coming together and and they become an army of the living God. It's a type and shout of the church rising up. And here's what I want to read to you. Jesus speaking, and he's talking about the kingdom of God. 
This is what the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God, he said, is like the yeast a woman used in making bread, even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. God wants that, that spirit, that fire, that you're alive and that you are a part of something to come alive in you and you become that holy yeast, that holy leaven that permeates the earth, that permeates and disrupts culture, that permeates your household, your family, that permeates your relationships. And you're one that speaks life and not death. You're one that speaks grace and not dishonor. That's what we're a part of. Can you say amen to that? I want to dismiss you. I want to, I want to just bless you right now. I feel like there, there may be some people that, listen, last week we had a word. How many were here last week and were, went through the fire tunnel? Come on, somebody. Oh, man, I heard testimonies. A sister on Wednesday is like, I'm still recovering from Sunday. She's like drunk in the spirit. Powerful time. I, I feel like that word that I had about the tumbleweeds, we have all these tumbleweeds that we, we need to give to him and let him just burn up. And we have these things and, and this is what I want to pray is that people, listen, you may have been hurt and wounded by even the church or maybe circumstances, but I pray that you receive God's healing grace so that you can move and into the momentum and acceleration of what God wants you to this year, which means you have to start drinking from pure wells, which means you have to posture your heart in the direction that God's heart is postured in. God, God loves his bride. God loves his church. God loves his people. And he's looking for people to rise up and start believing in people again. So I want to pray if you've, if you've been wounded and hurt and you're broken and there's something, you're like something's missing. I want to pray for you. I want you to close your eyes right now. Can we do that? Just put on some worship. I want to, I want to just bless those um, that, or maybe you just, you, you kind of want to repent and say, all right, you know what? I've, I've, you know, I've done that. I've spoke negatively and I've, I've, my ears have been a garbage can for murmuring and discord. And, um, and so I, I just want to ask you right now, if you need prayer for that, or if you just say, you know what, God, we're going to just do it all at once. This is going to be an altar call, um, for everything at once. If maybe you're here and you say, I want to rise up and be that prophetic army. I want to rise up and I want to do what God has created me to do. Listen, I want to pray for you. I want our leaders to be ready to pray for you in just a moment. We're going to lay hands on you. But maybe you're broken and you're hurting and you're looking to be uh, you're looking to be restored right now in this community. Listen, our hearts are open to you and we want to see you be restored. We want to see you be made whole and we just speak the love of the father over you right now. If that's you, if, if you want to rise up and if you want to be restored in your life and you're ready to let go, you're ready to just give everything to him. Um, I want you to just slip up your hand right now. Just raise one hand and say, that's me. Would you please pray for me? Everyone's eyes are closed. There's hands going up all over the place. Just lift up your hand right now. That's it. Thank you, Father. Um, I want to I ask right now, that, keep your hands up if you raise your hand. Leaders, believers, find someone with their hand raised. And would you just begin to pour out the grace and the life of God on them right now? Just begin to prophesy to them. There's some of you that didn't raise your hand and you're still sitting in your chairs. This is a good time for you to be that prophetic army. Rise up right now and begin to speak life. 
it might not be the most comfortable thing, but if you get up and you begin to pray, you get God's heart for someone, prophetic words will flow. And Lord, we thank you for the prophetic right now coming forth right now. We come against the stagnant waters of, of the spirit of prophecy. We will be a prophetic army and we will speak life and we will bless. Lord, we thank you that you're setting apart your army right now. We thank you, Father. You've purified, you've sanctified, you've set us apart. And Lord, there's a holy leaven, there's a holy uh, infiltration of grace and love and honor that is filling the whole permeating society, permeating our community, permeating our families, God. We thank you for life. We thank you for life right now. We speak the love of the Father to those that have broken hearts. We speak the love of Papa God right now to those that have been broken, maybe even hurt by ministries. And we bless. And Lord, we even bless the ministries. Nobody's perfect. Stuff happens. We bless them right now, God. We thank you, Father, that your bride is becoming more glorious, that your bride is growing, that the church is the largest entity on the planet right now, that the born-again rate is four times the birth rate, God. And we know what we are a part of. So let us rise up as kingdom prophetic people to advance the dominion of heaven. If you believe that, say amen out loud. Come on. So, Father, we thank you right now for your people. We just speak a new season, a new a new season over them right now. And we command anxiety and fear go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we thank you for life. We love you. Papa, we love you. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. Pray this with me. Would you pray this out loud? Say, Father, I receive your word to rise up, to be a prophetic people, to speak life, to prophesy, to dry bones, to see them the way you see them as an army. Father, I receive your life, your spirit raising me up, burning in my heart to do what you've called me to do in Jesus name. Now shout out. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen.